1-800-920-1580. It's hard to know where to go and what to do after that conversation. Uh, last hour, what a powerful, powerful conversation with Dr. Lewis Gordon. Uh, but this hour, we're going to play some music. Uh, we will, on the back side of this hour, uh, be in conversation with Jay King, the founder of Club Nouveau. Club Nouveau, along with Brian McKnight, Guapale, some great performances this Saturday. Uh, as we celebrate uh, our event, Welcome Home, Mayor-elect Karen Bash. It's a block party hosted by KBLA Talk 1580, celebrating uh, Mayor-elect Karen Bash, the first woman, second African-American to be the chief executive of this city. As you well know, she is sworn in uh, as mayor on Sunday, but we're getting it on Saturday in Lemert Park uh, with a celebration of Karen Bass that will feature Club Nouveau and uh, Guapale and uh, Brian McKnight. Karen Bass will take the stage at 11 o'clock promptly. So uh, make sure you come out this Saturday. It's 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, all kinds of vendors, all kinds of activities, uh, family-friendly. Come hang out with us. A lot of folk, I think, are going to uh, be coming out this Saturday to celebrate Karen Bass. This is our opportunity to welcome her back home to this community. So please join us this Saturday for our Welcome Home Mayor-elect Karen Bass Throwdown and Block Party, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And so we'll talk to Jay King on the back side of this hour. But why did I start with that great track, Ain't Too Proud to Beg? Because in this hour, we're pleased to be joined in conversation by Marcus Paul Jones, actor, one of the stars of the smash Broadway musical, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, The Life and Times, of the Temptations. The musical follows the Temptations' journey, their extraordinary journey, from the streets of Detroit to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with their signature dance moves and silky smooth harmonies. They rose, as you well know, to the top of the charts, creating an amazing 42, 42 top 10 hits, 14 reaching number one. Uh, and the stage play, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, The Life and Times of the Temptations, is in Los Angeles. For those who are in L.A., this station, of course, is flagship here in Los Angeles. Uh, for those who are in L.A., the musical will be here from December 13th through December uh, through January the 1st at the Amundsen Theater. We'll talk more about that and tell you more about it in just a second. But I am pleased now to welcome Marcus Paul James to this program. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. It's my great honor to have you on. Let me just jump right in. What is it like having the opportunity to star uh, in a smash Broadway musical, but one that focuses on the the life and the legacy and the hits of the Temps? Ooh, it's it's it's, a, it's really an honor. That's that that's the best the kind of the best word I can say about it. Because not only do I get to play tell the story about these black men, but I also get to represent a living legend, Dr. Otis Williams. And so it's, it's, you know, every black boy's dream. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I, I, I uh, had a chance to spend some time with Otis Williams over the years, Marcus Paul James. Um, what was mm-hmm. that? What, what was that experience like for you, sir? Oh, meeting him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, and we call him uncle. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he's really been, a, he's been a part of this process from the beginning. Right. From the, and I was, a, I was a part of the Broadway company as well. And he's, he was, he was always around us. And then when we, when we were coming on tour, he made sure to um, kind of welcome us. And we had a couple of times with him. And, I, and he checks in on us probably like once a month just to really check in and make sure we're doing okay. So, like, it's been, like, so great to have someone of that stature and with that legacy be in full support. Yep. When you get a chance um, uh, to, to delve into the musicology of a group, 
uh, whose impact has been as significant as that of the temptations. Uh, what do you start to learn? What are you starting to see? Uh, what do you know that the rest of us don't know, given that you spent more time uh, with their, again, with their work, with their witness, with their legacy, with their lyrics, uh, with their with their improvisation? What 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 have been some of your takeaways from being so so Im- immersed in the temptations? I yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, I think. The biggest thing that really starts to stick out is work mm. um, and doing the work. Uh, I think someone, as we were in, uh, we were doing the uh, beginning rehearsals for the tour. Um, someone asked uh, Otis if uh, if he was looking at like, were you hearing about these other people doing like, were you hearing about the Beatles doing what they were doing, and and were you like, folk, did you like think you were in comparison, see where they were? And he was like, I didn't because I was too busy focusing on what I had to do, mm. and he meant that. And I and that really spoke to me is that like I don't have to worry about how I am compared to the people. If I just do the work and make sure that my work is good, I don't have time for those other things. So so that's so that's something that really stuck with me is that like they were those boys were in their rehearsing dance every day. You know, uh, Maurice mm-hmm. King, we had them dancing every day, and they they were so focused on what they had to do, and this, and they were a pop group, so everything was crafted. So everything had to be crafted. So I, I didn't I didn't know how much work they were doing <laughs> yeah. for these for these hits and albums and also how much music they actually sang and recorded. Yeah. Some some that were wasn't even released by them. Mm-hmm. It just was really like fascinating to see how much work they did. Yeah. When you get this immersed again in uh, the legacy of a group as um, iconic, as legendary as the Temps, um, how has this experience raised the level of your, I assume it has, you tell me, I could be wrong, but how has it raised the level of your appreciation for Motown? Uh, immensely. I can say that I'm probably, I mean, I, I'm too old. I feel, I feel embarrassed to say I'm old and too old to not realize when Motown happened. Mm-hmm. I know the dates, but I think what um, Dominique Morso, our um, amazing uh, book writer, did was really put... Motown and the play and the temps into time, mm-hmm. right? That like Motown was like this shining jewel and probably one of the darker moments of our history mm-hmm. during the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And I, as a person, just didn't put those two together. I knew civil rights was happening. I knew when people were being assassinated. I knew all those things were happening, but I didn't put them up against the temps becoming the most famous group in the world or mm-hmm. the supreme being that like you know, i just didn't put them at the same time in my head so this so this process and this play really kind of puts us into perspective yeah. of that and it makes it kind of makes it even more special yeah. how amazing this group how amazing motown how uh, a machine the motown was nope 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 i hear that point and i i, I receive it um i think you're right not just you uh, marcus paul james but a number of people that <laughs> haven't haven't put those two things together but motown really is the soundtrack of the movement i mean it really is when you consider right. uh what was going on in america and barry gordy the chairman um uh, pushing out all these hits from all these groups uh, it, it really it really is a, a quite a remarkable story the broadway musical ain't too proud the life and times of the temptation stars one marcus paul james is headed here to los angeles for those in the la area uh december 13th through january 1 at the amundsen theater more of our conversation with marcus paul james about the temptations when we come forward on kbla talk 1580 about naming that tune if you, if you can't name that groove you know if you can't just immediately tell me what this is then we taking your black card away but there are just certain riffs certain riffs the minute <laughs> the minute you hear it marcus paul james 
<laughs> you know exactly what it is. And, and if you don't, like I said, we're taking your black card away. But let that ride. Let that ride, Eddie. Let it ride. Let it ride. When you hear this, man, it just uh, it, it, it takes you back. But, uh, again, that's the brilliance of, of the temps. Uh, it's not just the lyrics. It's not just the dance moves. Not just the clothes. Not just all of that. But the musicology. And, of course, there have been documentaries done about the house band inside of Motown. But um, as an actor uh, and as an artist, what, what have you come to appreciate about the musicology of The Temptations? That it was so, it was so real. And if it wasn't real, like, you know, we, we hear the stories of the Motown quality control, right? Mm -hmm. if, it, if it wasn't a unanimous hit from everyone's opinion, then it didn't even release. No one released it. So that really gave a sense of if I don't feel it in my heart, in my soul, then it ain't, it ain't, then we're not going to record it, yeah, yeah. or at least at least not going to release it. So that like level of music musicality was uh, was you know ridiculous. And and the house band like uh, that you mentioned, they played everything. Mm -hmm. um, um, Otis uh, just uh, talking to him recently told a story about my girl was that they uh, Smokey they were at the Copa I believe and and Smokey kind of played it for them backstage and they were like that's cool when they got back to the studio. Um, when they uh, got the horn arrangement put onto it, mm. he said, man, we looked at each other and said, oh, this is going to be a hit. <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I was like, it's, and it's that type of like really making sure that it works back then before it even got released that I think that was like, wow, that's why, that's why it stands the test of time. That's why you can still hear the music right now and still groove. <laughs> yeah, no, you can, you can, you can, you can indeed. So when people, let me take take me uh, uh, inside the theater, uh, put, mm -hmm. put me in the audience as I'm uh, watching this performance on stage at the mm -hmm. Amundsen Theater uh, mm -hmm. in L.A. from December 13th through January 1. And give me a sense, Marcus Paul James is one of the stars of this musical, Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. Give me a sense of what I'm seeing on stage. So you will see um, uh, Otis kind of speaking his way through his life and asking the question basically, was it all worth it? Mm. All the ups and all the downs, was it all worth it? And I think that's a question that we then take the next two hours to kind of explain as we explain how we got the, how we got the initial classic group together and how it um, unfolded throughout the years and the drama, some of the ups, some of the downs, some of the losses, and kind of really weighing the question of, was all of this worth it? And I think it's for the audience member to decide from their experience, from from their experience, if it was or not. Um, but it's really about having a good time, and it's interactive, and it's not one of those plays where you come and you just sit and you you know watch and stare. No, you got to dance, snap your fingers, even yell out if you need to. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely a good time. <laughs> yep. When you say it's interactive, that doesn't surprise me, given that it's. A, let me just say right quick, by the way, uh, I've. Been, had the good fortune over the course of my, my life to not just interview a number of times, but to spend quality time with at his home, to become friends with uh, the chairman, Barry Gordy, and, and a number of Motown mm -hmm. artists. I mean, Stevie Wonder is a dear friend of ours. and So I, mm -hmm. I just feel so fortunate to have known an oldest, you know, I know oldest well. In my career, I've interviewed all these people and gotten, again, to be friends with some of them. Um, and I remember talking to the chairman one day about this particular track and talking to Smokey about it. Smokey, you know, good, good brother, good friend. Uh, this this mm -hmm. song, man, the lead on this thing, 
they they're just not getting to the lyrics right now. The lead is like two minutes long, man. Just just that mm-hmm. hook, that right. hook four at minutes. the top, man. It goes right. for a minute. Four minutes. In four minutes, yeah. It just it just it, that's like that's like, there's no other track to my mind. Uh, and I think I talked to uh, Barry Gordy about this. I don't think there's any other song in the entire Motown corpus that has a lead <laughs> as long as this one. But this lead for three or four minutes just pulls mm-hmm. you in before they even get to the lyrics. And it's just, it's an amazing piece of work. I mean, they crafted this thing so beautifully. I mean, to have a song that, again, goes that long from the top without any lyrics and you just groove into it waiting for them to come in. It's a, it's an amazing piece of work. I, I digress on that, but I just wanted to point that out because there is no other song yeah. in the entire Motown library that has an intro, right. this a musical intro, this long, and it just stands out in that regard. I was, I was about to ask you, though, um, when you um, are, are on stage uh, and the show, as you said, is interactive, um, not surprising given that it's uh, it features the music of The Temptations, but what do you mean by interactive with the audience? As in, uh, I start the show talking to the audience. Mm-hmm. I say, how are you doing? Do you remember this? It's very much interactive in that way in terms of I'm speaking to you. Mm-hmm. You are the people I'm taking on this journey. And if it's good for you, I need you to you know me. If it's, I always say, if you like it, clap your hands. If you love it, yell. If you really get moved, you get up and run around if you have to. But like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that. It's that type of I mean, I Everyone comes in and has their own experience with this music, and we can't even pretend to match the history and the memory that people have. So we just say, bring it on with you, bring it in and enjoy it with us and learn a little bit and also have a good time. Yep. It's definitely not a place. It's definitely not a play for you to stare at. Yeah, That's yeah. not what we do. <laughs> no, that, that, that ain't what Motown. I have more fun. <laughs> yeah. That, that ain't what Motown does. If you, if, if, if Motown don't move you, check your pulse. Uh, if you right, can't, if exactly. you can't get moved by the Motown sound, you need to check your pulse. Um, right. <laughs> how, how how did you end up in this production? I'm always uh, fascinated by how people end up in certain places. It's always for me fascinating stories of why you got cast here and not there. You right place, right time. Just tell me how the, the story of how Marcus Paul James got to be a part of Ain't Too Proud. Oh well, yeah. I've had the wonderful pleasure of actually being a part of the Broadway production right. first. Sure. And um and I and I was a swing on that production. So I so I understudied like I did three gems. I did David, I did Otis, I did Melvin, I also did some like Richard Streets and Dennis Edwards. I was like I could have gone on for all of them and have gone on for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, um but then when the tour uh and uh, when the tour came around to being created, I was then asked to lead. The, the, I was given the honor of being asked to lead the company as Otis, and um, and though daunting because as you when you'll see the play, you know he's 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 up there a lot. He mm-hmm. leaves stage very rarely, and I was like, that's a big undertaking. But I'd be an idiot to say no yeah. to this honor to take the story around the country, especially in the time that we are in, coming out of, going through. I think that there's um, the message and the these black stories are like ridiculously needed at this moment. Yeah. With with 42 top 10 hits, 14, <laughs> I know, it, I, it's, I'm laughing too. I mean, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to even imagine this. 42 top, and, and this is, let me back up now. This is just one group inside the Motown family. Just, just one group. Yep. This ain't, we ain't got the Stevie, we ain't got the Smokey, we ain't got the Diana. This is just one group. Mm-hmm. This ain't the Jackson mm-hmm. 5. We're just talking mm-hmm. one group inside the Motown family. Mm-hmm. 42 top 10 hits. 14 reaching number one. I'm sure this was not your decision, of course. You're the, you're an actor starring in the production. Um, but but what what's your take on how they decided 
what music to put in and what music to leave out. That's just too many hits for one production. You ain't got but two hours, man. Uh, yeah, but I think the good part is at the beginning. So the beginning is kind of easy to, be, to follow the hits because that's what everyone was gaming, aiming for. You know, at Motown, I'm sure you've heard it before, like they always say, like, competition breeds champions. That's right. So he would kind of put people against other people. So, like, they were looking at, like, oh, the Supremes are one again, and we're only, like, number seven. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to be better. Like, so there was, like, there was always that sense of it. So that, but that wasn't, I guess, in our times, we're like, my album. But back then, they were like, my song. <laughs> Mm -hmm. My one song we're following, so it was so so because of that, you we um we, it was easy to follow the hits in the beginning, but like my girl and the way you think the 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 way you do the things you do, and of course ain't too proud, um and then the story kind of takes over after that, and then we really kind of use the music as the background to give us a sense of where we were, and we also where where we were in time, but also some of the tunes are so good, we actually use them as theatrical moments. Mm -hmm. So, so there were things that are songs like Rain that are so like good, but really also have an emotional quality to it. So our director, um, Des Mackinoff, really thought it would be cool to kind of make those pieces theatrical and actually say them in real time because the feeling works. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's a definitely we, we 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 get as much in there as we can. Yeah. And we hope we we sing one of everyone's favorites. What's what's uh, I'm looking at my clock. I got about two two minutes left in this conversation. Two or three minutes. Okay. Let me ask you right quick though. Um, what's it like starring in a production where the real star is the music? <laughs> it actually is great because then the pressure's off me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the work, the work's already done. I'm just here to tell you a story. Yeah. I'm not trying to make you like it because you love it already. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm really just here to tell a story and to really give you some information you've never met, you've never seen before. Also, you get to see the amazing choreography of Sergio Trujillo, who won the Tony Award for this. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really like, we you know, it's really a 2.0 version of the steps. And so we get to tell this story in this amazing kind of like spent splash on a stage. And I think it's like one of the coolest things that you can see. I'll close with this as the exit question, Marcus Paul James. Um, put you on the spot right quick. So you got a production that's got all kind of music in it. And th this answer may change from night to night. You tell me. Uh, but after you do the production for so long, can you tell me uh, the one or two tracks that you love performing the most, you personally, when you're on stage? Personally, uh, yeah. So my favorite, of course, which I think is cheap, and I, I don't count it, but I do count it, is My Girl, because whose favorite isn't it? Right. Like, you know, it's all of our favorites. So My Girl is, like, absolutely, a, like, a great moment on stage. You also realize everyone goes, oh, yeah, and everyone starts singing, and you're like, right, mm -hmm. this is a good one. But Can't Get Next to You is my second. Close okay. second favorite in the show. It is so full of energy, and you can't not move yeah. <laughs> when you hear that song so i love getting on there and we have to do the full song and so it's really the the, the opening of act, of act two so yeah. it really gets the time to really get the party started so that's one of that's fun and i don't have to talk through it so much so. there you go those, <laughs> those those are two good ones of course you got a big list to choose from as i said 42 right. top 10 hits 14 reaching number one Woo. The Temptations uh, are all that and then some. The play is called, the Broadway musical is called Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations Coming to L.A. December 13th through January 1 at the Amundsen Theater, starring a great cast, which includes Marcus Paul James out front as Otis Williams. Marcus Paul James, congratulations on the tour. Uh, we're happy to welcome you to Los Angeles and look forward to seeing you for the run while you are here at the Amundsen, December 13th, opening night. Thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate you. 
Thank you so much for having me. My great honor. More of Tavis Smiley and some more music. Club Nouveau, J. King, after news traffic.